the December 13th, 2023 Arlington County Board of Zoning Appeals is now in session. Good evening and welcome. I am Richard Kaplan, Chair of the Board of Zoning Appeals. The board is made up of five citizens appointed by the circuit court. In addition to myself, we have Vice Chair Inta Malice, Judy Freshman, Lindsay Arthurs, and joining us remotely tonight will be Portia Clark. Also present is the professional staff, including Blake Bowen, Board of Zoning Appeals Coordinator, Meg Ryan, BZA Associate Planner, Brett Goldberg, BZA Associate Planner, and Stephen Rissi, Zoning Prims Supervisor. We thank you for being here and extend a warm welcome. To avoid disruptions, we ask that you please place your mobile device in silent mode. Before we begin tonight's hearing, we will discuss the board's powers and the procedures for tonight's hearings. The board's powers are prescribed in the Code of Virginia and are set forth, set out in further detail in the county zoning ordinance adopted by the county board. The Board of Zoning Appeals does not have the power to rezone property or to amend the regulations set forth in the ordinance. That authority rests with the county board. This board does have the authority to do three things. First, the BZA can approve use permits that allow modifications of placement requirements for structures on one and two family lots where there is no option in the zoning ordinance to allow such modifications. In order to approve a use permit, the Arlington Zoning Ordinance requires that this board find that the proposal will not adversely affect the health or safety of persons residing in the neighborhood, will not be detrimental to the public welfare or injurious to property or improvements in the neighborhood, and will not be in conflict with the purposes of the master plans and land use and zoning related policies of the county. In making these findings, the BZA shall consider whether the modification will promote compatibility of the development with the surrounding neighborhood because the structure's overall size, footprint size, and placement are similar to those of the structures on the property surrounding the lot in question, and whether the modification will help preserve natural landform, historical features, and or significant trees or foliage. When approving use permits, the Board of Zoning Appeals may impose conditions that it deems necessary and in the public interest, including but not limited to the duration of the use permit. This board does not have the authority to grant use permits to modify requirements for expanded housing option developments. Second, the BZA can grant variances from the specific requirements of the zoning ordinance. When, grading, when granting variances, the burden of proof is on the applicant to prove by a preponderance of the evidence that the strict application of the ordinance would unreasonably restrict the utilization of the property and the need for a variance would not be shared generally by other properties and such variance is not contrary to the purposes of the ordinance or that the strict application of the ordinance would not unreasonably restrict the utilization of the property or that granting the variance would alleviate a hardship due to a physical condition related to the property or improvements thereon at the time of the effective date of the ordinance or alleviate a hardship by granting a reasonable modification to a property or improvement thereon requested by or on behalf of a person with a disability. In all variance cases, the property for which the variance is being requested was acquired in good faith and any hardship was not created by the applicant. That the variance granted will not be of substantial detriment to adjacent property and nearby properties in the proximity of the geographic area that the condition or situation of the property concerned is not of so general or reoccurring a nature as to make reasonably practical the adoption of an amendment to the ordinance. That granting the variance will not result in a use that is otherwise permitted on the property or change the zoning classification of the property and that the release or the, excuse me, the relief or remedy obtained through the variance is not available through a special exception process 
as provided under the zoning or subdivision ordinance. Third, the BZA can decide appeals of decisions of the zoning administrator. When deciding appeals of the zoning administrator, the board must use its judgment to determine if the, the administrator was correct. Now on to tonight's hybrid hearing. For those who are, are participating in person, on the front table, you will find a QR code linking to a copy of the application package, including the staff report for each case before us this evening. For those participating virtually, a copy of each application package can be found on the Arlington County BZA website. There is also a link in the chat for the application packages. I recommend that if you have not yet seen the report for your case, that you review that report before your case is called. If you are attending virtually and lose connectivity, please reconnect with us by phone. If you are attending via Teams, please keep yourself muted and cameras off until called upon. Turn off the sound on any other devices around you to minimize interference. When called upon to speak, please turn on your camera and unmute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon that is located in the meeting command bar. County staff does not have the power or ability to unmute you. The meeting chat is active for technical support assistance only. The meeting chat should not be used for discussion, public comments, questions about agenda items, or requests for more information. All public comments must be shared verbally or have been previously provided in writing for the record during the assigned public testimony period. This evening, staff will call each case and will provide a brief staff report and recommendation. Next, board members will ask any questions of staff they may have. Applicants or their representative will be given an opportunity to make comments to, to support the application or appeal. Next, all speakers for the item will be called. Speakers must fill out a speaker slip online or is available on the table in the front of the room. After we hear from all speakers for and against the proposal, the board may permit the applicant a brief opportunity to clarify any points. The, boards may ask, the board members may ask questions of any speakers, but does not permit any cross-examination or direct questioning by others. For tonight's hearing, this board has deemed the following time limits for speakers to be sufficient. 20 minutes for applicants of appeals, five minutes for applicants of use permits and variances. We have deemed three minutes for representatives of organizations and two minutes for individuals as sufficient. After the board has gathered all information we need and have discussed the case, we will decide the matter by voting on a motion duly made and seconded. A majority is needed to approve any motion. Please be respectful of the time allotted. This is a public forum and tonight's meeting will be recorded and posted on the county's website. All information associated with tonight's meeting, whether spoken or written, is subject to the Freedom of Information Act requirements. Any appeal from the decision of this board must be made to the circuit court in accordance with state law. After your case of interest is heard, you are welcome to stay for the balance of the session or leave at your convenience. Um, tonight, I have a re request from a board member to participate virtually. Virginia law requires there is an in-person quorum, and as such, I will note that we have an in-person quorum for the record. Ms. Clark has requested to participate virtually because she is traveling. Ms. Clark, can you please certify that you can hear me? Yes, Richard, I can hear you. I'm here. Thank you, Ms. Clark. And on our behalf, I will certify that we can also hear and see you. Before we call the first case, um, we have to set our calendar for next year. I have distributed to both staff and my colleagues the, cal the proposed calendar that we have worked with staff to develop. Um, I want to solicit 
my colleagues' thoughts for August. Uh, are we going to maintain our um, tradition of not um, having a hearing in August? I would like to not have a hearing in August. August. Do August. we want to adjourn in August or schedule a hearing? Don't care. Ms. Clark. I would prefer not to meet in August. Not to meet in August. Ms. Malice. I can go either way. Okay. So why don't we why don't we um, strike August then? Assuming that staff doesn't have any strong feelings as well. No, we have not had an August meeting um, for a number of years, so um, I don't object to that. It's certainly consistent with past practice. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. And we're meeting twice in January, which we don't always do. We're meeting twice in January and twice in February. But we're, uh, February's not scheduled. So um, I would like to seek unanimous consent to pass the um, calendar as distributed with the exception of August, which we will not be meeting. And um, at the moment, one meeting in Wednesday, on Wednesday, uh, February 2, 21, 24, and then we're going to discuss Thursday after we pass the calendar. I'm a little confused. Yeah, sorry. Are are we? We um. We're going to meet. We're, we're scheduling two days in February. We're uh, we're going to pass the calendar and then talk about the second meeting in February. Well, the second meeting in February is already on the calendar. So if we're passing it, then we're agreeing. That's to what it. I'm saying. We're passing the calendar with with one in February, and then we're going to address that because that's got oh, several appeals issues. Why don't we just? Why don't we just pass it with two dates in each month? Like, well, that's what I thought percent. we were doing. Oh. That's what's written down. Yeah, just the, this. I mean, the second, the second. I, I, I understand the confusion, right? The, so the second date is like the overflow date, which will be only needed if. Uh, but we're, but yep, we're, I understand. we're right. approving overflow dates for the entire Thank you. year. Yes. Right. Right. So um, the February date will be considered an overflow date until actually scheduled, the items that are noted on this. Doesn't matter. Right. Just those two dates we're meeting. Thank you. And then okay. April, May, the those dates aren't going to be set unless we have. Correct. Okay. We need right. to clarify. I, that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I because the, there's one for every every month. Yes, yes, yes. And and the, the the February one I have listed appeals on there, but we'll address that. I I do have one question. Um, I'm I'm fine with the the dates. Do we have to say today whether the first or the second date is the overflow date? I don't know. I'm asking only because if we have a very long agenda, regular agenda, we might want to do that on the second night. If we had an appeal that was a short one on the first night, I mean, I'm just saying that that would give us flexibility if we just said those were the two meeting dates. Uh, I don't know if staff needs to designate one as regular as one as overflow. I don't necessarily think so, um, you know, and we could, you know, even change it each month um, as long as we have calendar dates that have been advertised as BZA hearing dates. The cases we hear could be determined, you know, on a month by month basis, I would say. Just in, just in case we, we want to flip them for some reason, we wouldn't be tied to actually hearing an appeal on that particular night. So how? Uh, just dates. Just dates. Okay. Any other questions, comments? Uh, Mr. Kaplan, I'll notice that if you want a potential overflow date for March, um, we have a regular hearing noted here as well as an administrative work session, but not an overflow day. So potentially you might want a third date in March. That's that is, yes, I guess that is accurate. Um, we were trying to I guess we were trying to avoid having a three hearings in one mark in one month, um, which is why that 
that is not on the calendar. So that date would be used if something came up in January? Right. Or an appeal is filed tomorrow, right? Mm. Maybe we cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. I mean, that is going to be very tough for me, considering I'm probably going to be gone for a week for spring break. That's why I'm, that's why so, there's not an overflow date, right? I know, but I'm saying yeah. right now that it's probably going to be hard for me to do three days in right. March. That's a, that's a lot to ask for a volunteer position. Just putting that out there. So I think we'd just leave, leave the two as scheduled in March. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if that bridge is a one we have to cross, we can do that in the future. So you had requested unanimous consent. Consent to pass the calendar here with the, um, dates, as shown. the dates as shown. With the exception of August. Excluding August. No objection. I'm good. Excellent. Um, lastly, before we call the first case, one more item is um, I've been working with staff to, um, on some appeals that have been filed between our last meeting and the present. We have two appeals that I would like to schedule for February the the second date february 20 2024 um for an appeals hearing of zapp 23-006 and zapp 23-007 um i'll note that um 006 um uh, the appeal fee has been paid and is ready to go is that correct correct Mr. Yes. and that um 23-007 um staff has been in contact with the appellant and that they intend to um pay their fee and move forward. Yes, but they have not yet paid as of uh, about paid. 15 minutes before this hearing. Correct. Um, so we're scheduling this without them having paid. I don't think there's a problem scheduling it. It's just we wouldn't hear it if they didn't hear the. I don't like scheduling it without them paying. Well, that would be a new rule. Well, that's just my opinion. When's the cutoff? So my I have a cutoff. With my discussions with staff, um, we, we were going back and forth on on this a little bit over the last week or two. Um, and I think the general thought was is that, you know, we were sufficiently far out that um, we should go ahead and get a date on the schedule because there could be potentially stop work orders that affect third parties that are the, that, that are the subject of the appeal, but not a party to the appeal. And that we need a mechanism to be able to move this forward. But what happens if we decide that the appellant is correct, there would be a stop order on the building that's in place anyway. So wouldn't we want to stop? Wouldn't we want everything to be in place before they started construction? If somebody's appealing that? I guess I'm not, I'm not following that issue. If they start, if they go ahead and start building and then we decide that they weren't allowed they, to do it. They can't stop building because there's an appeal, an appeal has been filed. And so it's, it, it's necessarily by Virginia law stops all action. So that's the issue. Then it doesn't really matter if they they're on if, hold. Until, it wouldn't matter if they have to wait to pay anyway, because they're on hold as it is until we hear it. But if if if, if they don't pay their fee, then uh, or I'm sorry, if we don't schedule it until they pay the fee, which which um, can draw out the process and require the third party to incur additional um, costs or or trouble because they're on hold for additional months. Whereas if we were to, to schedule it and then if in uh, January's hearing, for example, we hear they have not paid their fee, then we could take it off the schedule and then we we could, as a board, decide how to handle that situation. Are, are we, are we try, we're trying to avoid harming someone right. by not scheduling it. I'd rather them pay their fee first. I don't, I just think if you're, if we're going to spend our time, then you should have paid your fee. 
Well, but there's no, there's, we're not spending time because if we are, we're doing it right now. <laughs> I have a question. We are spending time right now. Ms. Freshman. If someone comes in with something that's on our agenda tonight, like a use permit, or I'm presuming that the application has to be complete and the fee paid before the, they get a hearing date. The difference between a use permit, a variance, and an appeal is that Virginia law has a statutory 90-day um, period in which the BZA is supposed to render its its, res its resolution. It's and when does that meter start? From filing date. So they the, the meter runs because they filed, but their money is irrelevant? Yeah. That's Virginia law. And, and, you know, I think that we, my, my view is, is that the, even though the meter's running, the fee still has to be paid before the advertisement and a hearing. And I think staff is in agreement on that as well, right? Staff doesn't want to start, um, you know, their work on the appeal until the appeals paid, the, the fee is paid. Yes. Typically for any application, right. um, we will really not take major action until the application fee is paid um, and also to address an earlier point that was made um, we would not issue a stop work order until the application fee is paid so that means that the second one listed on february could just evaporate yes i mean that which is always the case okay so what is the action before us right now? We'd like approval of the to schedule to docket these to docket these for a hearing um, in on February twenty second, and if you know an app, an applicant can always either not pay their fee or withdraw their appeal, and we would just take it off regardless. So at least it would be scheduled. So um, if. Would there be a harm? I mean, would there be a harm if we docketed it into January? We don't have. Uh, if if the applicant doesn't pay their if the applicant doesn't pay their fee, then we don't have a way to take it off before we get to January. And then, then we what? We wouldn't be able to take it off the docket in January, and I'm not sure staff would be prepared to go forward with the hearing in January. Oh, I see. Staff, the docketing. Tell staff that they need to start working on it. Uh, okay. But they still can't I, do it until it's I, paid. Okay. I understand. Right? I understand now. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I, that, even then if it's that docketed, you can't start doing anything until it's paid. Yes, payment would be really right. the impetus for us to start work on the application. But if so, if they pay tomorrow and it's not docketed, you lose a month. We lose a month, right? I see. And so I, I you know, I, I don't see a downside to to, to docketing it because. One staff isn't going to start working on it until the, uh, the, the fee, is fee is paid. We do our best to remain within the 90-day clock, and I think it's the best way to move these things forward when uh, third-party interests are, are not uh, are involved. Are, are you asking unanimous consent? I would ask for unanimous consent, and, and uh, you know, you know, I spent a lot of time with staff talking through this issue, and my understanding is staff agrees with this um, process. For this i have no that, objection i disagree i think the fee needs to be paid i would say um you know part of this is a policy decision that you know affects the bza's hearing so you're you know you're free to you know to a degree you know 
determine your own protocol here. Um, that being said, our standard process would be not to do work on application and not to advertise it until the fee That's is right. paid. Um, whether or not you want to potentially docket it and then with the possibility to remove it from the docket before we advertise it, I don't think that would pose a problem for staff. So if, if there's not unanimous consent, then we have to have a motion take to about vote on it. So I'll, I'll move the docketing of these two cases for February. I will second that. Um, a motion made by Ms. Malice, seconded by Mr. Kaplan. Uh, any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Freshman? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Nay. Chair votes aye. Motion to docket these two appeals passes four to one. Um, Mr. Bowen, can you call the next case? First case. Finally. Yes, Mr. Kaplan, just a moment. All right, the first case on our agenda tonight is a carryover case. It's case number V-11877-23-UP-1. It's a use permit request by Sean Nazmian on behalf of Nadine Iqbal and Sahara Javed, the owners, to permit a left side setback of 3.9 feet to the eaves, 4.2 feet to the balcony, and 4 feet to the deck instead of 6 feet to the eave, balcony, and deck as required, and to permit a right side setback of 8.6 feet to the addition wall instead of 10 feet to the wall as required, and to permit a total aggregate side yard width of 12.1 feet instead of 18 feet as required regarding a second story left side addition, a two story rear addition with basement, a second story balcony and a left side addition to an existing one family dwelling in the R5 zoning district on the premises known as 1027 19th Street South within the Arlington Ridge Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions and we do not have any supplemental materials for this case, nor do we have any speakers who have signed up. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Um, do my colleagues have any questions for staff? The applicant is with us. Yes. Would you like to speak to your application? I think we're pretty much set with what we had. We had. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you raise the podium up? I, yeah, I can't hear you. The podium. It's on the right side, down below. The whole, the whole thing comes up. up. Sorry. It's weird. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Sean Nazimian, I'm the applicant. Homeowners are here. Also, Mrs. Nadim and Mrs. Uh, Mr. Sarah, both of them are here. Uh, just the application stays the same. We had um, one of our neighbors in the back that had an objection as far as the uh, uh, water collections, you know, prior to construction started, and we have resolved that. So we have got into an agreement with her, and she already sent her support letter. Yeah. I always like it when neighbors resolve their disputes without us having to make a decision. Thank you. Um, do my colleagues have any questions for this applicant? Mr. Chairman? Ms. Malice. I'm prepared to make a motion. Please. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting use permit V-11877-23-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Malice and seconded by Ms. Freshman. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Freshman? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. Chair votes aye. The motion to pass this use permit passes five to zero. Enjoy your new project. Thank you. Appreciate your help.
<laughs> Mr. Bowen, can you call the second case, please? Yes, Mr. Kaplan, uh, the second case on the agenda is also a carryover case that has been revised since the BZA last heard it. It is case number V-11894-23-UP-1 is a use permit request by Expediators Plus Incorporated on behalf of Khalid El Ghnigni and Nabila Asaf, the owners, to permit a right side setback of 5.5 feet to the carport, 5 feet to the carport eave instead of 10 feet to the carport, 6 feet to the carport eave as required and to permit an aggregate side yard width of 13.4 feet instead of 18 feet as required regarding a new front porch and carport addition to an existing one-family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 4635 24th Street North within the Old Dominion Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Um, similar to the last case, we do not have any um, speakers who have signed up to this case, nor do we have any supplemental materials. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Is uh, any do we have any uh, questions for Steph? I do. Miss Malice. One of um, the neighbors responded in a particular way, and I wondered if, from staff standpoint, it has any meaning or significance. And that was that they stated they preserve all decisions and rights for any future purchaser. Does that? Does that? mean anything from the county standpoint uh which miss Malice, could you please uh okay. point out the specific email so it's it's in the summary there's a summary page mm -hmm. um right after the calculations well no right after the next page after the calculations uh, it's from the applicant and it's dear, addressed to dear bza and okay, it, gotcha. I see that now. Thank you. So you see the trust of Elise May Snyder is mm -hmm. the last one noted. And uh, Miss Malice, I think there's also a letter on and, page 27. Yeah, and I think there is a, you have page, yeah, we don't. I'm looking online. And there is a, actually a letter to that effect, but I think that's an accurate representation of what the letter said. This wondered from the county standpoint, does that have any significance to you? In my interpretation of that remark, I I read it as, you know, the kind of the landlord or the property owner there did not object personally and was not taking a stand, um, you know, to the extent that a future resident might live there. They don't want to speak for them, but I would not say that that has any effect on um, unless the BZA were to condition uh, the, an approval in some way. I don't think that that um, document alone will have any effect on how um, an approval would be interpreted or enforced. I actually didn't really know what it even meant. <laughs> Uh, to preserve rights for the future, given that we're making a decision tonight. Mm -hmm. I, I interpret. It's just like a we're going to cover our. I, I interpret. I interpreted that to mean that the um, the owner didn't really appreciate what they were being asked for, and wanted the decision to be not theirs. Right. Okay. Thank you. Any further questions? Is the applicant with us? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I'm. This is Nabila SF. I'm the um, resident and homeowner, so I'm not sure if um, that's who you're looking for, or or if it's our contractor. And um, hi, this is Robert and Suzanne Kalman with Skill Construction and Design. We're the contractor listed on the application. The architect. We're standing in for the architect. She is unfortunately out of town. Um, Could you identify yourself, please? 
Robert and Suzanne Kalman with Skill Construction and Design. Have you, is there a signed thing from them? Sorry, I was trying to get my monitor working. Has, oh. I don't know why I did. One second. Well, there's nobody on the screen. Well, I think they're on the phone. Maybe. I see Miss Asaf is the property owner name, and I see that she's logged in online. There we go. Yes, that's me. And we have an authorization form for Miss El Gindi. I don't think we do. Do we have an authorization form or? I did sign one. Yes, me and my. Husband. Yeah, we have one for Miss El Khalid El Gindi. That's my husband. Is that you? That's I see husband. nodding heads. Okay. Ms. Malice, do you have a concern? No. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out. Who's I'm sorry. Person. Okay, please go ahead. Would you like to speak to your application? Oh, me? Are you asking me to? You, um, you or your um, construction and design? Yes. Person. Um, just to describe the application. Yes, it's for a carport on the side of the house. Um, and so the the application is um, because we have a very narrow lot was to be able to construct the carport with a sufficient width um, to be able to uh, accommodate a, a vehicle. Thank you. Do my colleagues have any questions for the applicant? Motions. Yes. Mrs. Freshman. I move the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution approving use permit V 11894 23 UP1, subject to the conditions listed. Thank you, Ms. Freshman. Do we have a second? I'll second it. Ms. Clark. Um, a motion made by Ms. Freshman and seconded by Ms. Clark. Is there any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes aye. The motion to grant this use permit passes five to zero. Congratulations on your new carport. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the third case? Yes, Mr. Kaplan, the third case on the agenda this evening is case number V-11898-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by John and Amanda Gregel, the owners, to permit a right side setback of 7.1 feet to the porch, 6.1 feet to the porch eave, instead of 8 feet to the porch, 5 feet to the porch eave, as required, a right side setback of 3.7 feet to the building wall, 2.2 feet to the building eave, instead of 8 feet to the building wall, um, five feet to the building eave as required and to permit an aggregate side yard width of 17.6 feet instead of 18 feet as required in the R6 zoning district regarding a three-story addition with a new front porch, left side stoop, AC unit, and a rear deck with an awning and stairs to an existing one-family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 4616 16th Street North within the Waverly Hills Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Please note that there is supplemental material for this case that came in after the um, pa application packets were assembled and printed. This includes one email from the applicant regarding neighborhood outreach efforts, as well as a, a letter of support from the neighbor um, across 16th Street North. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Mm -hmm. 
um, does anyone have questions for staff on this application? Yes, I, I, I do. Ms. Mellis. Um, the, the, um, the configuration of the properties are a little unusual. Um, just there's a there's a property 1535 North Glebe that abuts the back of their property. Can you confirm at some point whether that property received a notice from the county? So you're talking about 1535 North Glebe Road? Right. Yeah, I'll take a look now. Thank you. While uh, I don't need yep. to, yeah, we can go I on. See the applicant with us. Would you like to address your application? Yeah, uh, I think it's. I mean, we have this small little house. There's four of us. We'd like to add on, and uh, I think this permit is just to keep the existing shape. Um, I brought with me my three neighbors who are in full sport, <laughs> um, and the neighbor who's on the very far left there is the one where the uh, special use permit is. It's going to affect her the most, and she's happy to have us be able to build onto the house. Um, it's not a total teardown. We want to keep the structure. We want to keep, you know, what we can, not be wasteful. And looks like everything is good to go. So just hoping we get some eyes. Thank you. Or yays, or whatever you say. <laughs> Hopefully, eyes. You don't want to know. Mr. Kaplan, well, he's looking up. I have a question. Yep, please, Ms. Mellis. <clears throat> I, I see the correspondence regarding um, between you and Ms. Petrosini. Who? Patty. Are you, you're, are you Amanda? Yeah. She reached, she, she you, helps us. Oh. You, you wrote her an email. Oh, about the outreach? Yes. Yeah, we prefer not to talk to that neighbor. He's, he's screamed obscenities at his children and his wife. And when my husband asked him to keep his voice down or stop doing that, uh, words were exchanged. And my husband thought maybe we should call for a wellness check on the household. It's a volatile situation. So we just don't communicate. Okay. It also, and, and maybe this is something that we that there's a name, Chianti Bailey, that was introduced into this conversation. Yeah, I didn't know who that was, but then later after rereading through emails, she works with you guys, I believe, or she's she somehow has her name on the application and she's affiliated with Arlington in some shape or form. Mr. Bowen, do you know who uh, Chianti Bailey is? Uh, yes, I believe that is a member of the permanent Arlington tech support team who helps when there's technical issues with uh, the application submission. Oh, Thank you, okay. Mr. Mr. Resolved. <laughs> yeah, and I can also confirm that we did send a letter to 1535 North Fleet Road. Okay, that's Thank you. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I was a little concerned about that. I haven't too. had any of these issues before. <laughs> right. Any Any further questions or motions from my colleagues? Um, uh, question. Can the Clark. applicant confirm that the neighbor that they don't talk to was at the 1535 address? Correct. And he did okay. approach my husband with the letter and asked what it was about. And my husband explained it to him and he said, fine, and walked back inside. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I feel like they, they were notified. Um, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Malice. 
I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit V-11898-23-UT-1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. Thank you. A motion made by Ms. Mallis and seconded by Ms. Freshman. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Mallis. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes aye. The motion to uh, grant this use permit passes five to zero. You have quite a fan club there. <laughs> <laughs> go, you can go out and celebrate now. <laughs> Mr. Bowen, can you please call the fourth case? Yes, Mr. Kaplan. The next case on the agenda is case number V-11899-23-VA-1. This is a variance request by Byron Gonzalez on behalf of Donald Nesbitt, the owner, to permit an interior structural alteration to an existing non-conforming multiple-family residential building regarding an interior renovation to remove a load-bearing wall in the RA-1426 zoning district on the premises known as 3041 South Buchanan Street within the Fairlington Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance request with conditions. Um, and we do not have any supplemental materials for this case, nor do we have any speakers who have signed up to speak in advance. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Mm -hmm. Any questions for staff? Is the applicant with us? Mr. Goldberg, is, do we think the applicant is uh, virtual from the participant list? I'm currently not seeing the applicant online. Or the agents. Now. Or the agents, um, who is, let's see. Byron Gonzalez. Byron Gonzalez. Do we want to continue without the applicant? Can we continue without the applicant? I don't think we usually do. Can mm -hmm. we table this? Can we just table, table this, this to, the, to the end of our agenda? I seek unanimous consent to table this agenda item number four to the end of the agenda. Yes. Yes. No, no objections. Thank you. Mr. Owen, can you please call the fifth case? Yes, please. Just a moment. Thank you for that, Ms. Malice. That had not crossed my mind. All right. So All right. we will then move on to the next case on the agenda, which is case number V-11. 900-23-VA-2. This is a variance request by Katie Atwater of FGM Architects on behalf of Arlington County Board, the owner, to permit a wall height of 10 feet instead of 7 feet as required regarding a new walls to screen mechanical equipment and dumpsters for a newly constructed fire station on a corner lot in the S3A zoning district on the premises known as 4845 Langston Boulevard within the John M. Langston Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving, approving the variance request with conditions. Um, this is another case that we do not have any supplemental materials for, nor do we have any speakers who have signed up to speak in advance. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Um, do we have questions for staff? I suspect we do. No. no? <laughs> it's more of a comment and I can, I can wait. I see the applicant is with us. Yes. Hi, I'm Katie Atwater. I'm a project manager and senior associate with FGM Architects, the architects for the new fire station project. Um, we're here asking for um, hopeful approval on increasing the height of the generator and dumpster enclosure wall from the allowed seven feet to 10 feet. Um, 
based on the generator height, it's taller than the wall right now. Um, so we're trying to increase that height so that we can screen both visually and uh, for noise purposes from the neighbors, the single family residential houses that are right behind the station. Thank you. Do we have questions for this applicant? Um, just to be clear. Do you need, would seven foot have done it in any part of the, the lot or the-, the Yeah, the, so part this, of, I think the staff report shows the fire station property, the grade um, is approximately three feet lower than the uh, neighboring adjacent properties. There's an existing retaining wall there. Um, so if the seven foot were measured from the higher portion of that wall, we would be fine. Um, it's being measured from the lower part where the fire station is, and that's where the dis discrepancy is. Thank you. Motion? Um, just, uh, I, I have a, um, before, so my comment was that I think staff's reasoning might have been a little tortured. In other words, the, the, the intent is fine. I, I'm not sure I agree with the reasoning for uh, approving this. Uh, the, I believe that this site can be utilized for a fire station regardless of the wall height. So I, I don't agree to say that that can't happen. I do agree that you, know, you can have a variance based on topography. And, and that's what I would do. So if, if we were to move the staff resolution, I would make one small change to say that the site can be utilized for a fire station. It just, you know, the, the topography is what causes the variance to happen. That's, that's my opinion. And I, I have a quick comment before I, we have an itching motion, I see. Um, I, I just wanted, because the county is involved, I just wanted to make a brief statement for the record that I do intend on supporting this, but I also just wanted to draw a distinction to a case that we heard in March where I voted against a similar variance. And I voted against a, a case in March where there was a dumpster on a neighboring property that was elevated on a platform and the property involved was a foot lower. And so in here, the issue is on this property, not a neighboring property, and it's also three feet versus one foot, which is a big difference, a bigger difference. And so, I, like I said, just because the county was involved, I wanted to just make that statement for the record to, you know, avoid any appearance of favoritism to the county. I think I have the favoritism to the county. It doesn't bother me at all. But if we do make a change to the resolution, I think it's important to not say that its use is a fire station, just the utilization of the property, because right. we don't get into use. Sure. So the first whereas, it's the yeah. first whereas I would add would not unreasonably restrict. Right. That. As long as we don't put fire station no, in there. I'm good yeah. with that. Would not, would not restrict its use. But um, the second whereas it would alleviate a hardship due to a physical condition of the property. And I would, I would. Because we only need to find one or the other. We don't yeah, need to find both. We don't have to Correct. find both. Okay. So are you making a motion then? Well, Ms. Freshman wanted to, but. I defer to you in your edits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving variance V-1190-23-VA-2 to subject to the conditions listed uh, with, with one modification changing the first second whereas 
to read, the BZA finds that the strict application of the terms of the ordinance would not unreasonably restrict the utilization of the property. Do we have a second? I second. A motion made by Ms. Malice, seconded by Ms. Arthurs. Any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Chair votes aye. The motion for this wall passes five to zero. Var uh, variance five to zero. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the sixth case? Is that right? I believe so, yes. Uh, the sixth case on the agenda tonight is case number V-11901-23-VA-1. This is a variance request by Stonebridge Outdoor Living LLC on behalf of Lorette Binhold Saman, the owner, to remit a lot coverage of 42.31% instead of 32% as required regarding a new sunroom addition above an existing deck to an existing one-family dwelling on a pipe stem lot in the R10 zoning district on the premises known as 2210 24th Street North within the Woodmont Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance request. And we do not have any supplemental speakers, nor do we have any additional materials uh, for this case. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Any questions for staff? I have a question. Ms. Freshman. On page four, at the end of the first paragraph, you have it says the burden of the square footage and its effect on total lot coverage calculations fall entirely on the subject property itself. And I, having visited the site, I found that absolutely amazing and unfair. And I just wondered if you have any knowledge of whether, or maybe the applicant knows, if this was the first and only house at the time that happened and then the other four were built, it just seems, I know we can resolve it equitably, but it seems unfair bordering on ridiculous when you look at five houses that effect, effectively are um, have little driveways off a, a mini street. And yet this the burden of all of the coverage calculations falls to this one house. I don't think it is a deal breaker, but I found that when I actually saw it in person, having read that, I was astounded by it. And I don't think I've ever seen um, a situation like that. So I'm just curious as to. Is that because their lot includes part of that road? Yeah, I would say this is a very unique um, pipe stem lot. I've cert we've certainly seen um, pipe stem lots where a part of a driveway maybe falls on a neighboring property, but this was maybe the first one I've ever seen where it's five houses in a cluster, and the driveway um, is primarily located on the subject property, um, yeah. and then with little driveways kind of coming off the main driveway, um, it's a pretty unique condition, I would say. Um, to my knowledge, all the houses I think were built. It really seems, it doesn't even, and you look at this this illustration, it doesn't really even seem like a pipe stem. Yeah. It seems right. like a, a, a five house development, if you will, with a little street on it. Yeah. I mean, it just it, it reads completely differently from what we're accustomed to. And hopefully it's not going to negatively impact the result of this application. But I just found it astounding. So I guess that's a comment, not really a question. <laughs> Ms. Mellis. So, Mr. Bowen, the, the, the drive is included in the calculation of their site area. Correct, yeah. 
the shape of the lot does have a narrow, um, you know, narrow portion going down to the street and that driveway that does serve all the five houses in this cluster is primarily located on the subject property due to its unique shape with the, um, with the uh, very narrow driveway going down to, I believe, is it 24th Street North? And the coverage includes the driveway. Correct. <laughs> right. It's even so, dead, I mean, it's even used for. So on the other hand, it's an oversized lot. You know, it, it, they do to get it. You know, it is over by two thousand. You know, so our 10, 12,000 square feet. Yes. So there, there's a well, little. It's above the, it's above the minimum, right? I mean, there's. there's but theoretically, a, a that might not oversized. be the case. You know, in yeah, a I mean, similarly situated. Right. Right. By no house plot. Yeah, just just for the applicants. Um. It, it reminds me of the fence case we had last month, right, where that was an actual road and not someone's property, right? Um, ap the applicant is with us. Would you like to speak to your application? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you guys just, you all just summed it up pretty well there. That, <laughs> that it's, a, it's quite a unique situation um, that that entire what is it? Almost thirty-five hundred square foot driveway counts towards her lot coverage, and services all the other four the, the other four homes on the on that little mini cul-de-sac, as you might call it. But mm -hmm. I did want to um, recognize and acknowledge the staff, though. Um, Meg and and Brett and Blake have been amazing throughout this process. Very helpful very accommodating in all the emails and phone calls that I've made throughout, which there have been quite a few of, um, and just just great to work with and 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 walk us helped us walk walk us through this process. So very much appreciated. Thank you. I second that. Thank you as well. Um, any questions for this applicant that we have not addressed? And or motions? Uh, Mr. Um, Kaplan, Mr. Chairman, I once again, I might I might suggest that we change the second, whereas to does not unreasonably respect the utilization of the property, but keep the physical hardship as our as our main thing, because obviously it's they are able to utilize it as a single family home, um, but because of the physical characteristics, um, I would certainly say they're, they're entitled to some relief. I agree with that. Yep. Is that motion a little, like, aren't we missing the case number in it? Oh, yes. Yeah, so, right. I, I was getting ready to read it and I was like, something's no, not going to work. It's not going to work. Read it off as, you know, regarding case number, read the case number off the. Yeah, right below it. Off, off. But of then the, I started, I started doing that in my head and I was like, are there words before it? <laughs> uh, I'll make a motion if everyone's ready. Miss Miss uh, Arthur. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the variance request for case number V-11901-23-VA-1. Subject to the conditions listed. I hope that was right. And 
I would with the revisions. That. Yeah, I would second that and ask unanimous. Okay, with the revision, second. A motion by Ms. Arthurs and seconded by Ms. Malice for the uh, approval as advertised with the one correction uh, or one change. For the second, whereas. Um, any further discussion? To the second, whereas. Any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes aye. The vote passes five to zero. But stay tuned for the use permit. I have to say, your, your no. neighbors better sign off on this. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please call the associated use permit? Yes, Mr. Kaplan. Uh, the next case on the agenda is case number V-11901-23-UP-1. dash This is the associated use permit, as you mentioned, a use permit uh, request by Stonebridge Outdoor Living on behalf of Lorette Binhold Saman, the owner, to permit a west side setback of 20 feet to the sunroom, 19 feet to the eave instead of 25 feet to the sunroom, 21 feet to the eave is required, and to permit a southwest side setback of 23 feet to the sunroom instead of 25 feet is required regarding a new sunroom above an existing deck to an existing one family dwelling on a pipestone lot in the R10 zoning district on the premises known as 2210 24th Street North within the Woodmont Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request uh, subject to the conditions listed. We do not have any supplemental materials nor speakers for this case, but I would note that staff mentions an alternative resolution in the first page of the staff report, um, and we ultimately did not create an alternative resolution, so there is only one proposed resolution. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Um, any questions on the use permit for staff? Make a motion. Motion. This one's correct. This one I can just read. Move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Oh, but for V dash, this is not right either. For V dash 11901 23 VA 1. Second. A motion by Ms. Arthurs and seconded by Ms. Freshman. Is there any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion to pass, grant the use permit passes five to zero. Congratulations. Enjoy your sunrise. Thank you. I hope it doesn't snow too much for your sake in that driveway. Yeah. Me too. Right? Thank you all very much. <laughs> Mr. Bowen, I believe it was case number three that we tabled. Can you please four. bring us four. four? Thank you. Can you bring us back to the fourth case of variance, I think? Yes. Yeah. Um, would you like me to read the full case language or just the case number? I think the case number would be sufficient. Okay, we were returning to case number V-11899-23-VA-1. Um, this is at 3041 South Buchanan Street in the Fairlington Civic Association. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Is the applicant with us? I see, I believe he is with us. Mr. Nesbitt. Is it Mr. Nesbitt? Nesbitt? Yes, good evening. Sorry for my uh, tardiness. Um, but uh, yes, I am the uh, owner of the property. Would you like to speak to your application? Uh, sure. So um, been living here in this townhouse for about two years. And uh, uh, in referencing some of the other properties, looking to have the uh, wall between the uh, dining room and the kitchen removed to open it up. Um, and that's actually something that I've seen 
uh, at my next door neighbor's house. So I have the uh, contractor, GH contractors. Um, they submitted all the uh, paperwork. Thank you. Um, questions for the applicant or comments? Mr. Chairman. Ms. Malice. Are you are you aware that there's some controversy over these projects um, that your civic association is trying to get the county board to make some changes? I am not. Um, yeah, I moved from Hawaii after retiring from the Navy okay. and back into the neighborhood. So looking to make some improvements based on what I've seen. So um, it, it's it's unusual that um, an applicant has to come to the Board of Zoning Appeals for to make the kind of change that you're requesting and to ask actually ask for a variance. So the county, so your neighbors, other people that have had similar projects are coming to the county board to ask for uh, a change in the ordinance where you wouldn't have to come to the BZA for this kind of a um, issue. But because you will get a mixed vote on this, not because um, there's something wrong with your project, but because of a technicality. And I'll just, that's all I'll say. Maybe somebody can explain it more if they want to, but. Um, and so don't be alarmed by the mixed vote, but you will get a mixed vote. Okay. All right. Like I said, I'm just trying to improve the, uh, the property and uh, my living condition based on the two years living and um, kind of checking out the open houses over the past two summers. Understood. Thank you, Ms. Malice. Um, motions? Motion. Ms. Clark. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance V-11899 dash two three dash VA dash one subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Clark for approval and seconded by Ms. Freshman. Any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. No. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes no. Uh, this motion passes on this variance five uh, three to two. Thank you and enjoy your new kitchen. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, yes have a good evening. Yep. It's freshman. Approval of the minutes for Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. Second. A motion to approve the minutes by Ms. Freshman, seconded by Ms. Malice. I will call the roll, Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion on the minutes passes five to zero. Is there any further business? Oh. Meeting adjourned. <laughs>